Mindfulness is a way of befriending ourselves and our experience. Great quote by John Kabat-Zinn. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. here we are. We're back. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Heal. Today we have a special guest from England. Wait, South Wales? Uh, Is that where you're from? (laughs) This is Mark Coleman. He is an instructor for driving. You you are a driving instructor, but you also incorporate mindfulness techniques. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. um, I've I've been a driving trainer for about 10, 11 years now. So tell me uh, something real quick. What kind of yeah. driving? Is it cars? Is it trucks? What do you teach? Yeah, it's cars, uh, manual ah, car. Okay. Yeah. So I've been doing that for 10, 11 years. And uh, in the last through probably four or five years, I uh, started to bring mindfulness into it. So let me ask you a question. What made you think, I mean, I, it makes perfect sense to me and I'll tell you mm-hmm. why, but what made you think to bring mindfulness um, techniques into driving? Did you have... Mm-hmm. Were you introduced to mindfulness at that time and you thought, wow, this would be great or what happened? So it was, um, I, I was introduced to mindfulness way back when I was at uni. So oof, that's that? okay. You don't almost have to. 20, yeah, almost 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I did an art degree and I, I brought a lot of spiritual or spirituality into my, my art degree. And, Interesting. That's so cool. And, I started going to Buddhist meditation classes and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it became a part of my life then. And um, yeah, so it was just, it was running in the background part of my life. And then I, I started to, I don't know, ramp up is the right word, but started to have a bigger role in my, my life, um, maybe about 10 years ago. And out of necessity? Is it something that you felt like you needed? Not, not so much out of necessity, no, out of interest and love for really. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I find it such a enriching and, and powerful thing to, to do, like mindfulness and meditation. And, and I think I've always had that interest in like the, I guess the, the meaning of life kind of questions, if you yeah, will. Yeah, what am like, I doing here? Why are we all here? What yeah, am I supposed to be doing here? Yeah. That's it. And how we perceive reality and, and those sort of things. Like, you know, back when the Matrix came out and yeah, it blew my mind as a little teenager kid where I was then. And, um, but no, it being serious is, I've always had that kind of drive to know what's what's happening behind this this veil of reality, and mm-hmm. and um, I think I you know, about yeah sometime in the last ten years I um, I read uh, practicing the power of now, so the kind of abridged version like how to practice what was taught in the power of now, and right and uh, that really kind of that energized me more, and I think at that point I started to dabble with the idea of incorporating it into driver training and it just kind of happened a little bit at a time just you know to help some of the more nervous drivers kind of settle down a little bit and mm-hmm. um and driving sort of, is a scary thing um yeah at least over here, kids learn how to drive when they're 15 16 and for mm. me that's very young and you know when I think about kids nowadays and that seems so young that they have this piece of machinery in their hands now <laughs> and um 
I know for myself, the reason why I said I would, I would, if when I was learning how to drive, I would love to have been more mindful or at least understand some techniques back then because I'm petrified. I still have some issues now, even with my training and practice going over bridges, like big bridges. I, mm. I, my, my body reacts. Um, I'll tell you, there's this, there's two bridges in my state going to this great little vacation spot called Cape Cod, which I don't know if you've ever heard of, but some of my listeners definitely might vacation there, but you have to go over these bridges that are huge. And um, I would never be able to drive there myself. Mm -hmm. I could be a passenger and close my eyes, but driving <laughs> there was debilitating. My foot would come right off the gas pedal, not even consciously. Uh, my hands would whiten around the wheel. Um, I couldn't breathe. Like I had a panic attack every time I approached a bridge. Yeah. And after I went through mindfulness training and meditated every single day, and now I have my hands at 10 and two and I hold on to the wheel, but I'm more present and I breathe. And I say things like you're safe, you're on solid ground, which I know I'm not, I'm on a bridge. So it sort of mm -hmm. plays with my mind, but it's a thing that I have to consciously be aware of because I won't get over the bridge. I'll pull over and stop. Um, if I don't breathe and become more present. So tell me how you teach your, your um, students. Well, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. You kind of, you, you raised that example because um, uh, one of the, the ways that I've been teaching people the last few years is through uh, group workshops. So when we could come together nice. in person, yeah, we you know, get together and I had a, a group of about I think seven people and, and one of them actually had a fear of driving over bridges. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so interesting uh, comparison there. But um, yeah, the in the workshop, we would talk about the techniques uh, that you could apply while driving and also pre-drive as well, like the breathing techniques and grounding exercises. But we also kind of delved into a little bit like the concepts behind interconnectedness and um, about being compassionate to other people and being compassionate to yourself as well. Right. And uh, so then they, they would leave the workshop, you know, it's like a half day workshop, they'd leave it and they'd have a full week action plan, it's called. So uh, they'd have something to do each week and just a little something really, just a, a small ac uh, activity to incorporate into their drive. So was every, did everyone have the same activity or was it specific yeah. to their yeah. fear of whatever they were dealing with? No, it was the same activity, um, no matter what it was, because it, I mean, it's about being present and bring yourself into that present moment rather than being lost in the thoughts about, you know, the fear of the future or you know, anxiety about the past and yeah and um anyway so this this lady uh she um yeah she went off she did that and then so that was about four or five week uh, action plan and then about i think week six or seven i got a, a message from her saying guess what you know i just drove over a bridge and i didn't even realize I was uh, i was doing it uh, oh, that's I, um, really fabulous found, yeah she just found herself driving over the seven bridge which is a couple of miles long the estuary okay uh, i just had a nervous breakdown just hearing a couple <laughs> a couple miles long that's yeah so she's she's going from england to wales to see i think a friend it was and and then she um yeah she realized just after coming off the bridge that she'd done it and uh then was like curious i wonder if that will happen on the way back was it just a fluke and so she reapproached the bridge later on that day to kind of come home and and was very conscious that she was approaching the bridge, but still was fine. So she was kind of applying these techniques to other aspects of her life, not so much the bridges or, or right. other aspects of her driving, I should say, just general kind of 
dealing with traffic in cities and she had a, a ding on her car one morning you know, came to it and someone had dinged her car while it had been parked up and she she noticed how she was using like grieving exercise or or accepting the situation for what it was so she right. was how using, is she going to change that at that point she can't exactly exactly right. so and she was sharing in the group we had the, the closed facebook group just kind of sharing these these uh, things that happened um so not specific to her fear but she was she was practicing the techniques well, that's the thing about mindfulness and meditation is that it helps you in every area of your life if you practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, you know, just applying it to driving. If you have a, a daily commute of half an hour, um, I think to and from work, say, and then you're, you, you treat that or turn that into a mindfulness practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about you getting from A to B, it's about you being in that moment for half an hour and practicing the concepts of mindfulness well you have nowhere else to go you're in the car so it's perfect it's a time. great forced way to practice self-care yeah, exactly you've got to sit there you've got to sit pretty much still for um for half an hour however long so it's a perfect opportunity for that right and being um, present while you're driving is probably the best thing mm. that you can do for yourself and everyone absolutely you know? and 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 to come to be able to practice compassion while driving I don't know what drivers are like there, but I'll tell you drivers in this state are a little crazy and they get angry yeah. fast. Well, we have a lot of narrow roads in England and, um, you know, the same as in America, I guess a lot of people who are in a rush to get places. Mm-hmm. And you know, the very reason that like, why do we get in a car? Majority of the, the population, why do you get in a car? It's, it's to get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You don't get in the car usually to, to be in the car. <laughs> no. So you you get in there and straight away you don't want to be there. So you want to be somewhere else, and that's all that's you're it. thinking you, about. Yeah. You speed up. You're gonna you're gonna run red lights or make it very close. Maybe uh, <laughs> you're gonna get really close to someone behind, um, someone in front of you, and um, you're gonna get really upset when someone slows you down. Right. So all because you're just trying to get to your destination and if you just kind of accept that you're in your car the journey's going to take as long as it's going to take then you're going to have a more enjoyable drive it's you're going to get to your destination feeling more refreshed yep no stress um, yeah so i mean just in like the general sense of using mindfulness in driving it's a very therapeutic and relaxing way to be and um, it seems like it goes hand in hand it seems like a no-brainer like this is Actually, now that you, you're talking about it in my head, I'm like, I, I really enjoy driving and I make sure that I go back roads so I can put the windows down and just really enjoy where I am and yeah. what's around me. I love driving. As a matter of fact, coming here today, it was yesterday, coming here yesterday, I went out of the way so I could take my time. And it was, mm-hmm. um, it's just one of my favorite things to do. Now there are no bridges um, that way. <laughs> So I was very thoughtful about which way I was going. Um, however, it's just such a great time to be mm-hmm. present. Um, and I never actually put that together it, until yeah, now. It's because, I mean, I, I guess that's just how we see driving, isn't it? It's a tool. It's like, you know, I, I want to get from my home to work or mm-hmm. from my home to a friend's or back again. And it's, um, that's our reasoning for it. But then, yeah, when we turn it into an exercise and being present and, and you know, like you said, self-care and, and cultivating uh, values that you want to uh, replicate throughout your, your life. You know, mm-hmm. if you want you know, the value of being compassionate, 
of being present or being intentional, uh, being curious. These are all things you can apply to driving and, and use that time valuably to um, enrich your life. Absolutely. Um, Not only in that way, but I tend to listen to self-help books in the car when I take long drives, especially, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a great time to catch up on learning something new or doing something different or helping myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a double um, whammy. I get to <laughs> double, whammy. <laughs> double whammy. I get to listen to something that's helping me and I get to sit mm-hmm. and be present and really focus yeah. on what I'm doing, which helps me in the long run. Yeah, it's because I, I, before being an instructor and before, definitely before using mindfulness with my driving, I used to enjoy driving for different reasons. You know, I enjoy um, <laughs> putting on some heartbeat increasing music and, and driving yeah. fast round roads and and that kind of thing as you would as a, uh, a young a young adult. <laughs> I still do that now, but, but I, I have but actually have the, a Mini Cooper that I drive, so it's really uh, fast but this is now i enjoy my driving in a whole different way like i yeah. really really like how gentle i can go around corners yeah. and it sounds you know i say this to my clients about when they're coming to a stop behind another car it's like see how gentle you can do it see if when you actually come to a stop if you can do it so you're not actually using the brake in the last moments and the car just rolls to a stop and there's no jolt right and it's, it's <laughs> I joke about it being like this fun thing that I like to do when I'm driving. And <laughs> I do get this kind of, I guess, a bit of, it's like satisfaction and there's a smoothness to it. Yeah. Um, and I often talk about, you know, a, a really nice way to think about your driving is like water. Mm-hmm. So it's a flow. You know, when a, when a stream is, is flowing gently, um, it just glides around the corners and it slows down for narrowing or for, for widenings and speeds up on narrowings gently and there's there's just a smoothness to the water but when it's when it's uh, stopped abruptly or it mm-hmm. moves suddenly like down a waterfall it then froths up and is agitated mm-hmm. so it's about making it into a, a, a smooth flowing stream gently increasing speed gently decreasing slowly coming to a stop taking corners at a gentle speed and there what is a great a, metaphor for life like that's how know, we need exactly. to live not just yeah. drive but live <laughs> it is and it's it's you can do that just by changing little things about how you control the car and where your attention is while you drive so i love yeah. that it really is about life too though mm, yeah well i mean it that's is. it that's that's mindfulness isn't it really it's about, yes yeah yeah it's so fabulous life. yeah and driving is just an aspect of life so we just we just throw it into that so can you share with us a little bit of the techniques that you would share with your um, students other than the flow and, and that stri- trick that you just hmm. mentioned? Do you have any other, let's say um, someone like me is really afraid of driving over a bridge, or I have some clients who are afraid to drive on the highway yeah. um, and they'll go back roads just to avoid well, the highway. Um, I had a, a client uh, a few weeks ago, just, I'll just, uh, explain the, the story and then I can explain sure it. yeah no that's perfect um, she so we have um he said about a highway we we call them motorways and yeah. like mm-hmm. two free lane yeah um, and they drive fast <laughs> they drive fast yeah up to 70 miles an hour which I think is around 100 kilometers an hour um you, we do you, miles you, we you do miles in, you do miles okay great yeah so, so yeah. we we are able to, I think our speed limits on the highway are 65 ish yeah pretty much the same so people go about 80 and 90 yeah, yeah. yeah 
So about four years ago, uh, this lady was, um, she was on her way back. It was only about 150 mile journey. Um, she'd just done a night ride, which was on a pedal bike. Mm -hmm. and so she was driving back in the morning and she was a bit dehydrated and and she had a bit of a wobble on the motorway she she had a moment where she felt she might faint um, oh my gosh so she did exactly the right thing she pulled off as soon as she could she went and got to a service station got some food got some water and just lay down on the grass for a bit just looked after herself and then she got back in the car when she felt safe and carried on but then ever since that whenever she knew she was heading towards a motorway and especially a three-laned motorway rather than two-laned, she would start to have these panic attacks. Right? She started to get worried that the same thing is gonna happen. And I'm gonna be trapped and I won't be able to get off and I'm gonna faint and crash and all this bad thing, all these bad things are gonna happen. Oh my gosh, that's um, so frightening. And she would do it occasionally, but she'd be in such a state when she did and she'd never go very far. And um, yeah, so she got really worried about well, what does this mean kind of moving forward and i got three daughters and i i want them i want to take them on holiday and and um she didn't want to be that person who you know couldn't do that so um yeah she, she found me online and um we we had a chat on the phone first and agreed to meet up for a half day session so it was like a three and a half hour session on, on saturday morning and um yeah so we went out in the car and we, we did various things i'll say about them a bit and by the end of the session, she was out on the free lane motorways, doing absolutely fine. She was overtaking and coming back in. She even dealt with some debris falling off the vehicle in front and then having to kind of negotiate that as it yeah. came towards her. So, yeah, everything was going really well and she was responding well to the techniques. And, um, and then about two weeks after that, she sent me a text letting me know that she'd driven her, her children down to, to Devon, which is about 200 mile trip not all yeah. motorways but there's a little, probably about a 60 70 mile motorway stretch on the way down which is notoriously busy and um yeah she driven down and been fine and had no panic attacks she could she could feel the sensation of panic coming up but because of what we talked about she let it just be there and it went so and what did she, you tell her what did you talk about what did you say to her so one of the first techniques we do when we get in the car is the grounding exercise yeah um, so it's however long you want to do it really. I tend to do it 30 seconds whenever I get in the car, but you can spend a few minutes doing it. And it's about watching your breath and noticing how it feels to be in the car, that the sensations, you, you resting into the chair. So uh, really connecting to your breath and your body while you're, before you, you start the car. So that you bring your attention to the outside, what noises you can hear to the steering wheel, how does that feel, what's the texture, the temperature. So really about yeah, engaging with that present moment experience. So that's a, a really good way to start. But I think what really kind of clicked for her is a conversation we had. And it was as we were about to kind of venture out onto a three-lane motorway, we pulled up in a car park somewhere. And I asked her, you know, now that we're talking about this, now we're actually talking about going out onto the motorway. How are you feeling? What's what's going on for you? And she she described the sensation in her stomach. I think she it was something like a, a twinging or butterflies or something like that. She was mm -hmm. The sensation in the stomach, and I asked her to sit there with her eyes closed and just to watch it, just to allow herself a moment to experience it. Mm -hmm. And we just sat there in silence for a little bit and bring her attention back to it every now and again if her mind wanted, just kind of remind her that's what we're focusing on here. Just how does it feel? Where do you feel it? What's happening to it? 
How is it changing? And then when we came out of the practice and sort of inquired into it a little bit afterwards, so I was asking, so what did you notice about that? And I said, well, actually, the more I kind of, I had my attention on it, it just seemed to dissipate. Mm -hmm. It just, it um, dissolved and it, it wasn't a problem. Right. So yeah, that's interesting. You know, what would have happened if you hadn't put your attention on it? Said, oh, you know, like we talked about it, we probably would have snowballed and absolutely, sense, and I would have had all this, these things, all this thinking about, you know, what does that mean? Yeah, and it must have some sort of meaning. I've got to get off the motorway. Thought, oh, that's really interesting. Then, mm -hmm. just by shifting your attention off of the thinking and onto the sensation, mm -hmm. that sensation dissolved and left, and changed as everything does in life. You know, mm -hmm. is impermanent. And she was able to, to kind of get on with her day. Um, yeah. we, sat, we sat off from that and I, you know, I reassured her saying, look, we'll, we'll go on the motor and I'll be here to help and we'll just stay in the slow lane. We'll keep it at a speed you're comfortable with. And you know, we can always leave. There's plenty of exits in the stretch. And we, we moved off and she was doing fine and she was doing great even. And um, we, we carried on and I kept checking in. Are you good to carry on? And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good to go. And we kept on going further and further on the motorway into busier, busier stretches. And then we pulled off and got into a car park and I checked in again. So how was all that? How did you find it? And so, well, interestingly, as we were going onto the free lane motorway, I felt this sort of cold breeze starting to come up my body. And I just did the same thing as what we did with, with my stomach. And I just kind of noticed it. And so it's just a cold breeze. Mm -hmm. And it just came over and then it left. And then that was it. So I and find so, that when I'm in a state, like a nerve anxious state like that, you know, about to go over the bridge. Yeah. You're right. Everything. If you're not, if you don't stop and notice what you're feeling in your body and perhaps notice the thoughts that are going on through your head, it get it takes on a life of its own and it does snowball. It does get bigger. It does get scarier. And you can't, you can't stop and rationalize at that point because it's usually irrational and you're just going, it's all going to be bad. And it reminds me of the body scan meditation mm. where you bring your focus to every part of your body and like the pain that you have in your back that you're constantly complaining about and how awful it is actually really isn't that bad when you put your attention onto it. You Absolutely. notice it. Yeah, yeah. I've had a, um, I, over the years, I've had issues of headaches. I think probably from my posture being in the car and um, yeah, so I've yeah I had a fair, fair share of headaches, and I used to get rid of them with painkillers, and I still I do occasionally. But I've I've taken more to just kind of being with the headache and just yeah. noticing it and how it feels, and especially if I meditate on it for a while, sometimes it can just it can dissolve down. It can just feel yeah. like it's actually I, I can't feel it anymore, and then it might be a little bit of a twinge for an hour or so after that as I come out of the meditation, but it's a lot better and. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, like you said, it's that snowballing effect, isn't it? It's, um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with the snowball effect and how oh, that works. I, yes. <laughs> um, but it's, it is that case of you try to, like you said there about, um, what were you saying about to, to rationalize or to, how did you? I don't, when I was, when it was snowballing, it's, yeah. it's irrational. Tried. It's like, I know that it doesn't make yeah. sense. But, but there's, there's, there's thinking going on there, isn't there? You're trying to think. There's a lot of thinking. It. There's a, it, too much thinking about it because you're making a, a mountain out of a molehill. It's becoming huge and it's not that huge. And the moment that you bring your attention to it and you just sort of, I always say, separate from it and look at it from a distance, 
which is just observing it um, yeah. and sort of detaching from it. It's That's not it. that big. It's not <laughs> scary. Because it's like you, the thinking is almost the issue with the snowball. That's what causes the snowball effect. And you're trying to fix the thinking with more thinking. That's right. And that's yeah, just when you really have to come back to down into the body and yeah, exactly. connect to the body, you're like, okay, it's not that bad. You know, like she did, she felt yeah. something in her stomach. She observed it. She noticed it and it kind of went away like your headaches, you know, yeah. it just sort of, it's not that bad. I'm just creating a story about how bad it is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's just thinking a, just, will get us every time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop thinking everyone. Uh, I had a conversation with a lady this morning who contacted me about um, wanting to do a, a half day session and she's uh, she's been driving for many years but not in the she actually she learned in the US and mm -hmm. is now about to take a, a UK driving test um, and she's a perfectly competent driver and she's been actually seeing a, a driving instructor in her local area because she lives a couple hundred miles away from me um, and um, yeah, so she's perfectly competent, but when it comes to doing a test, that's where the anxiety kind of kicks in. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's just that thinking about what this means. Like, if she doesn't pass, what does that mean for her, for her family? You know, her husband will have to keep on doing all the driving. And he's, well, there's he's a lot of pressure. She's she's creating exactly. all these stories about what's what's going to happen if this doesn't happen. And guess what? That might not even be a scenario. Like, this may happen. Yeah, no, exactly. The driving test and everything's going to be fine. And if you just kind of get out of your own way in a way, it's just, it's, it's about lessening the thinking, but our natural reaction to, you know, I'm thinking too much. Let's think my way out of it. <laughs> I think my it, last guest said that. Then we think about it again and we're thinking about it so much. And it's like, yeah, we have to stop thinking. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. you might have to stop thinking. Yeah. Maybe just for a little bit, just every now and again, just. Only every it. once in a while. <laughs> I, guess that, I guess that is the kind of, that's another sort of technique really kind of expanding on the, the grounding practice. It, it's, it's the power of the pause. Mm -hmm. It's when you take a moment when you're sat at red lights just to check in with your body, with your breath. When you know you've got a, a moment or two where you don't need to focus on what you're doing with a car, you can just feel that breath come in and go out. I think a lot of or us are disconnected from the body and the moment that we get back into the body, if, we're, if it's safe, if it feels safe for us, to reconnect to the body it, it just brings us right down like you said it brings us right down out of our, our mind and we just need to reconnect with the breath that's with the that's body a really interesting kind of point there really isn't it we made that list of it's it's that connection so we've disconnected the body and, and the mind or body and brain mm -hmm. and so they are they are meant to be connected they are meant to work as a team mm -hmm. so, and they uh, and and i can only speak from my own experience they don't all the time and that's my biggest problem <laughs> i guess that you know as as we have evolved as humans we've developed this this intellect and it's figuring out how best to use that intellect you know we've used it for developing inventions and ideas and expanding our civilization but actually kind of bring it back to how we relate to our emotions and our feelings and our body Mm -hmm. using that intellect refocusing it inwards not just outwards mm -hmm. i think that is a it's an important an important step on our kind of evolution and obviously where we've we've uh, been growing and, and working on probably the last what two and a half thousand years plus yeah. yeah yeah and i feel like because we've been working up here so much that we stay up here and we forget mm -hmm. that this all exists 
Yeah, or we push it away and we don't want to think about it. It's too painful and I don't want to I don't want to deal with my feelings and emotions. That's I'll just okay. think about them. It's it's or what the, the potential health implications that has, you know, or the stress and so many. what the effect is on our bodies. And um yeah, I mean I have these sort of discussions with my, my, my wife is a trained nutritional therapist and from like we've been had a conversation with um with a doctor on the uh, a functional medicine doctor on the weekend who's interested in this kind of way of thinking and then it's it's just such a great conversation to be part of I find I, I do too I do too I feel like every conversation that I have on this this podcast is just a I learn something more um that's that helps me in my own process of healing um I know I've definitely reached a handful of people who it definitely helps, but it just opens maybe potentially opens someone's thinking to something different that they haven't thought of before. Um, and that's, well, that's why I'm doing this, you know, just to help to have people really just like, Oh, mindfulness. If they hear me say it enough, maybe, maybe yeah. they'll try it. Maybe they'll try meditation. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll contact someone if they're anxious about driving, about helping them become more present you know, instead of taking a, a pill to calm their anxieties, maybe they'll try something different. And that's really why I'm here. And I'm so grateful for guests like you who have expertise and experience in this area to be able to, for, for my listeners to hear from someone else and not just me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's a really good cause because I think the more that people kind of talk about it and discuss it, um, and this was a conversation I was having the other day where not everyone's going to relate to the same story or the same analogy. So the more, or yeah, the more stories and analogies you can listen to, the more you might connect with the the idea. And and uh, I think like Eckhart Tolle talked about, you know, words are only signposts or stepping stones. And it's um, we use this term mindfulness, and I think you can, you know, people can kind of think, oh, there's mindfulness again. Everyone's talking mm. about mindfulness, but it's what it points to. It's it's the experience of mindfulness is more important than the actual word and explanation of it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all this talking that we're doing is great, and it's 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 creating an experience for um, for that. Um, I think that's what I was trying to say. I love that. That's perfect. I love it. Um, it really, truly is. I, I I and I I don't want to say I don't like using the word mindfulness, but I really don't. I I I like I like I clearly teach it. I practice it. I um, feel like everyone should do it, but that's really not my business to tell everyone what they should do. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's benefited me so much. I, I um, wish everyone would try some form of it. And, mm-hmm. and again, my business is, I call it mainstream meditation, but really it's a lot more than just meditation. And I call it mainstream because I want people to know that truly everyone can access it. It is for everyone. It's not just for Buddhists. I'm not a Buddhist. I mean, it's for everyone. It's for everyone's health and well-being. Like, just take some time to try to be present for yourself, um, for your family. You know, so you're just more there for them, and for yourself, mostly for yourself. Like, it really is about us, and then that just wash that just spreads to everyone else. Really, absolutely. I mean, even like on the practical, really day-to-day practical side of things, if I'm in a rush when I'm cooking dinner. I'll probably cut myself. Absolutely. Or I'll, I'll, I'll drop something. Because you've been mindlessly <laughs> going through activities. 
uh, uh, driving uh, mindlessly, you might actually get in an accident or <laughs> angry or, you know, impatient. But the so more, that, go ahead. Yeah. So that, that cut though, that, that's, that dropping something is a wake up call. It's a moment of, ah, I'm, I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing here and now. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm busy thinking about all these things I've got to do or all the things I've been doing. And you don't and even know that you're doing that thinking. I live no. running out the door, wanting to get to work on time. And as I go through the gate outside, I drop my keys and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I stop myself. And I'm like, of course, because you're rushing, like slow down, just stop. And this is why I, I do that pause at the beginning of the drive, because I will have moments in my life, you know, when I, I'm rushing. And you know, mindfulness teachers, they, they aren't perfect. It's not like I'm Zen all of the time. Or anything like that. We're not that. It's sort of no, I'm the opposite of that. That's why I got into this business to help I mean, myself become. Mindfulness yeah. is about watching your mind and yeah. watching what you're doing and being aware of it. So, yeah, if I get into that routine, I have that routine of, of every time I sit in my driver's seat, I just I pause. You know, I don't start my engine until I've, I've checked in. Mm -hmm. And then I can start my drive a whole new whole new mark. I'm off. Mm -hmm. This is, this is I do the same thing because I enjoy driving so much. I stop before I turn the car on or right after I turn it on. And I just wait for a minute and, and I look around and see what's around me and sort of just do a, a quick check. Not really a super body, mind, breath check, more mm. like environment check in the car. Do I have everything I need? Look around. What, you know, I just sort of do a quick check. Um, but I think I might start doing a, yeah. take a pause there and do a mind body check. That's a great That's idea. A, great tip for everyone. It's going to give you an opportunity to let go of a little bit of tension. Yeah. Or, or just notice it. If it doesn't go, just notice it. It doesn't need to go. Right. Anticipating where you're going to be going and what is it going to be like when you get there? All of those things, just let them wash away because yeah. you don't well, know what it's going be. to be like when you get there, if you even get there. So, mm. right. I get in the habit of um, checking Google for traffic before I leave. But, you know, if you've got a half an hour drive, you know, by the time you've set off, the whole, what you checked on the traffic could have changed. So <laughs> another great metaphor for life. We can plan and plan and plan, but there might be traffic. I mean, you know, and you might not get there. Yep. So. You might not get there when you thought you would. Well, or the other way to think about it is you'll get there at the perfect time. That's exactly the way that you th should think about it. Because it's true. You get there when you're supposed to. <laughs> I love that. You should write a book. <laughs> I'll add it to my list. <laughs> right? So can you tell us, is there any way that the listeners, if they were interested, I know I know that um, where you're located, regionally people can access your services, but um, is there any way, is there anything, and if there isn't, that's fine too, but is there any way people can access you and your expertise or services who who are in your area how could they do that yeah so i um because it's a, a i guess a more specialized form of driver training i do kind of branch out more than just my immediate kind of 30 mile radius so kind of i'm willing to travel anywhere in the uk so um but also i do do online coaching as well for those who maybe are a bit too far and don't want to sort of bring me up sort of seven eight hundred mile trip yeah um, I am a UK driver trainer at the moment, so that does at the moment mean I am um, I'm working just in the UK, but I am near, quali near qualifying as a mindfulness and compassion teacher, uh, which will kind of give me the, the option to kind of expand beyond borders. Um, obviously, insurance provided, that's the only sort out. 
But um, as far as sort of contacting me, if you want to have a discussion, I'm always happy to have a chat. It doesn't matter where you are, really. Um, so yeah, I, I'm trading as Mindful Driver. Um, I have a Facebook page and also a Facebook group. So it's a place to come and just share any sort of challenges you're having and, and, and find support from other people in the same position. And I can so, share. What's the name of your group? Which uh, one? The, what's the so name the, of Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> it's a stupid Zoom. Sorry, Zoom. I didn't mean to call you stupid. I love you, Zoom. Oh, someone's listening somewhere. <laughs> no, it's um. So my page is Mindful Driver, and the group is called the Mindful Driver Community. Um, and then you have on Instagram as well. Okay, I'm writing that down. Hold on one second. The Mindful Driver Community is your yeah. Facebook private group. It is, yeah. Yeah, so outside people won't be able to see what's been posted inside. But they can follow you on Facebook at the Mindful Driver? Uh, yeah, just Mindful Driver, no, the, yeah. I know a couple of people, not me included, but who could join that group. And then on Instagram? Yeah. Is it Mindful Driver on Instagram? It is, yeah. You have such a soft voice. Oh, thank you. It's so calming. <laughs> Um, I was a kindergarten teacher and I never had a soft voice. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to raise it a few times. So I'm not, when I do my meditations, I definitely have a, I have this voice, just my regular voice. Mm. Um, but teaching five-year-olds is a little bit different. So yeah, I can, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much fun. Um, that is so fabulous. So you're not going to write a book, but I'm going to push you to write a book. I think no, you should write I, a book. I, that has been something that's been on my list for a little bit. Um, I almost think that like taking them the driving and how you teach people to practice pausing and all of that stuff could be such a great metaphor for life and like connect life and driving, driving and life like throughout the whole book. It would be yeah. so neat, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I've been invited to give a talk for um, a, a software company, not in regards to driving, just in regards to. Um, how mindfulness can help their um, uh, their not efficiency productivity uh, productivity that's the buzzword isn't it yes um, it's the truth though I think mindfulness can help in so many ways well, but this is I'm trying to think of the, the, my way to present it and one of the ways I'm thinking and probably the way I'll go you know because I am a driver trainer as so I'll talk about it in respects of driving and and how driving is akin to life and similarity. So I think that probably will be my angle kind of moving forward in, in that. That's perfect. I'm going to say that it was my idea though. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Good luck with that. I hope that that goes well. I'm sure it will go great. And, and maybe that will lead to many more opportunities for you to um, talk about your mindfulness and not just as a mindful driver instructor, but to help people truly in their lives, in their mm. everyday lives, and not just with driving, um, become more mindful. I think that everybody could benefit from this. That's it. I mean, I think that's kind of where my calling is kind of taking me. I've, I've never had a very clear, definite, this is what I'm going to be when I'm older. It's been a, um, what I've been moved to do next. That's exactly uh, me too, what I'm moved to do next. And I feel like there is, there is, there is a place for a little bit of future planning with flexibility and um yeah no i'm open to whatever comes next with those with those sort of things hence kind of agreeing to do a talk to a, 
a company with you know not about driving and to see where that goes and if i, I can help that's so brave i i think it's so brave you're stepping out of a comfort zone i think maybe i don't know you that well i just met you but yeah, i feel yeah, like it is, it is. <laughs> yeah you know you're like but all i know is mindful driving that's what i do and everyone anyone else would have maybe stayed in that that lane no pun mm. intended and just stayed right there and 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 only do, had done that and not realizing that there's so much more that you could do with what you know and you're doing it so that's great good good job if someone asks for help i'm more than happy to give it so it's just a, a the logical step to take yeah i think you're right mm. well it's been such a pleasure to get to know you in love with you Elizabeth. thank you well thank you thank you so much for um agreeing to come on and unknowing what you would what would happen when you got here so yeah. it wasn't that bad right you've been a wonderful host thank you well thank you so much and remember everybody you can get in touch with mark if you feel like you need some help with your um, anxiety with driving and i know there are a few of you out there because i know i'm one of them i'm i love driving but it's just that one little thing the bridge <laughs> um, that gets me but if you think that you could use some help and you maybe not even in the uk and you want to connect with him on facebook you can so on instagram and on facebook you can find him at mindful driver and then he does have a private Facebook group. And how do you become a member of that group? Do you just ask to become a member? Or is there a program that they have to be in for them to be into the private group? No, you, you just request to join the group. Um, okay. And there are free questions to answer and the group rules to um, tick. Um, it does because of, you know, I haven't, uh, I'm still bound to the UK. So if anyone is outside of the UK wanting to um, join, there is a question saying you must be a UK driver uh, to join this group. But if you really do want to join, just get in contact with me, maybe send me an email or something and we can have a chat uh, and talk about that. Because you know, like I said, once qualified as a mindfulness compassion teacher, which should hopefully be in the next two to three months once I finish the course, um, I'm looking to kind of expand my borders and you know, help anyone anywhere where I can. If I can help in any way um, with my huge network of 30 people listening, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a wise ass sometimes, but if I can help in any way, like on my Facebook page, I actually have more than 30 followers on there. Um, I would just let me know, like, don't hesitate Thank to reach out and say, I've finished my program. This is what I'm doing next. Yeah. And I'll just promoted on my page too oh, i think thank you. Yeah. the more people doing this stuff the best because there's enough for everyone to go around to be able to help the people that are that are aligned with them you know they could come to me for one thing but they could find you for something else and we're doing the same thing you know so the more we can spread our love around i think the better yeah. Um, what is your email for people to get in touch with you yeah so it's mark with a k at mindful driver UK. Thank you. I'm writing that down. Which <laughs> my handwriting is that of like a doctor. I should have been a doctor. <laughs> for the handwriting. For my handwriting <laughs> only. <laughs> I'm great at giving advice, but not medical I'm sure that's advice. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I hope I can read that in an hour. Okay. So uh, thanks again. Is there anything else that you wanted to add um, about? What you offer or anything um it looks sunny there is it sunny there a little bit overcast actually it's got it's a little bit bright but um overcast it's uh, We've had rain and cold yeah. for the last few days 
And I don't think there's anything really to add. Um, I mean, I've, I've loved the fluidity of this conversation and just going with where the conversation goes. Um, I feel anything I kind of put on top of that now forcefully is uh, will be misplaced. Um, I think if anyone is who who just wants to have a, a conversation about it or is interested in it, just send me an email. I'm I'm always really I, I said at the beginning or earlier on that I'm always interested to kind of continue this conversation with people. Yeah. Um, so even if it's something I can't. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Anyone who's interested, just get in touch. And yeah, I feel the same way. Again, it's just helping people in some way or another, and whether or not they drive in the UK or not, they can still reach out to you and 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 continue the conversation. That's it. And as I said, my, my plan is to expand beyond the UK as and when I can legally. <laughs> I love that. I think that's fabulous, and you're more than welcome to come on over here. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be lovely. I've been to America in quite some time, so. Well, it's changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, it's not bad. I love it. Um, but thanks again. Thank you so much for oh, coming on here. Yeah. And again, taking the time um, oh, out of your day. Thank you it's for been having such me. a pleasure. Yeah. Such oh, a pleasure. You. And I'm just going to say uh, one more time, it's Mindful Driver and you can contact Mark. Um, at least get into his groups if you want to get some, maybe some insights, information, a little bit more information about driving with less anxiety. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Elizabeth. And that's another great episode of Heal. I'm so grateful to all of you listeners. I'm so grateful to Brittany. I wish she was here with me today. Um, and, and if you guys have any questions or comments or want to just send us a hello, please do so at talktoheelpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from listeners. And if you want to check out any of my coaching or meditation opportunities, please go to mainstreammeditation.com and check out those offerings. Until next time, may you all be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thanks again. Bye-bye.